Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. He kōna e pūrangi tēnei nā te reo irirangi o Aotearoa. I love restorative yoga and I used to teach a lot of restorative yoga. Hi everyone, part two of our conversation around yoga and its commodification. Even in even before I'd kind of explored all these issues, I definitely felt a real strong desire to make the classes that I offered be welcoming. Um, at a minimum for like diverse body shapes and sizes and diverse capacity and abilities and acknowledging that um, we're all structurally really different. So what's possible or appropriate or um, logical is is various for everyone. I'm Kadam Bree and I'm with Megan Seti again. Megan's a US-born teacher and student of yoga based here in New Zealand. In my last chat with her, she talked about her reflections on why teaching became something she started to withdraw from. For the past two years, Megan's been trying to reconcile her ideas of teaching yoga versus simply just practicing it for herself. As a certified yoga teacher myself, I'm super curious about where she's at on that journey these days. I struggle to answer these questions because it's sort of like... It's one thing to offer a class and try and make sure people who have different life experiences feel safe in that space. But at the end of the day, it's really hard to know whether or not you're still, whether or not we're continuing to cause harm by offering something that has been co-opted, commodified, and colonized. It's the thing I can't reconcile currently still, which is why I kind of keep my practice quite internal, I suppose. So I suppose that's that's the thing that I've, from my own personal journey, I've kind of recognized is that like, is and so letting all of that go and instead just focusing on, well, what is it that I'm seeking from all of what yoga has to offer? Um, and, and what can I engage with in a way that still isn't taking? Vinny Lohan is an Auckland-based wellness entrepreneur and has been involving himself in meditation, yoga and mindfulness programs being taught in Auckland's prison for the past two years. I'm not, you know, classically Western concept level trained in these systems. I don't have a certificate from Yoga Alliance or, you know, New Zealand Mindfulness Association in this field. These are uh, practices which have been part of culture that I've absorbed over the years first because my mom was a yoga teacher you know since so i've grown up in an environment uh, of yoga and second i spent because i spent about nine years in india uh, after after my degree in robotics and engineering here from the university of Auckland, i went back to in india and I spent a lot of time with masters of different lineages you know and one of the lineages of yoga and vedanta they even told me for seven years i can't even talk about this rest alone teach it you know, that first you have to learn and live these teachings in your life and hold those realizations before you can even begin talking about them. Rest alone, teach them. So that was a seven-year probation period. In After which I started then sharing a little bit, uh, you know, and then now I feel at a point where I'm like, okay, we can, I can, I feel confident to be able to take these teachings into the prison environment, into an environment of entrepreneurial ecosystem. So it's been a long journey to arrive at this position. It's definitely a very personal journey. I think, um, you know, 
my decision to not teach is, is because I couldn't reconcile it within myself. I do think it's possible for people mm -hmm. to find pathways um, to teach that not only are safe, but also are honoring the history and roots of yoga. Fundamentally, what I was practicing and offering was a very whitewashed Western version of yoga. And I just found many ways to rationalize it, <laughs> to rationalize that what I was doing was okay. And not, and sort of um, to excuse my role in contributing to uh, the commercialization of yoga. Yeah. So I think what I finally realized is like, okay, first off, I need to, I need to actually figure this out for myself. Like read sort of revisit what is yoga, where, what is it from that, what, where do I fit in that in terms of what does it mean to, for me to practice yoga? And then based on that, does it make sense for me to be in the position of teaching it? The reduction of the practice to just aesthetics is something both Megan and Vinny aren't exactly comfortable with. But even beyond that, we're getting into cultural power dynamics here. Inner transformation and the science of consciousness, that is the power of yoga. If you look at, see the world today, you see that there is a lot of, uh, you know, the mental health crisis at its peak. Uh, the fact that physical health is also quite deeply affected and COVID showed us uh, the, the way the people's physical health is as well. So the, the cracks in the, both the psychological and physiological health we can see. Systems which can go to or which can and have the ability to bring about transformation in these, uh, you know, problems that people face, they, they carry a lot of power. This dilution that is, we are seeing in yoga and and actually its vast nature, this is actually a, a dismissal of indigenous power, you know, uh, and and a worldview which is very needed in the world today because we we know that the world is seeking for a mechanism to make sense of my relationship to nature, my relationship to my neighbor beyond a religious worldview, and yoga is that. But now through its dilution and through its name changings like from meditation to mindfulness yoga may soon be called something else we're already seeing that with yin yoga for example and elements of beer yoga and all sorts of things which are popping up this is this slow slow dilution is actually very dangerous you know yoga as a knowledge system belongs to everybody it really does knowledge does belong to everybody but the problem that we are seeing is that the certain people have taken that knowledge and the power that comes with it and held it in their hands be it the yoga studio or be it the yoga alliance or be it any any sort of these structures which are relatively new and self-appointed people have come into these avenues and held that power I suppose it's about kaitiaki tanga, the honouring of the practice's cultural roots and being aware of the economics behind the cultural dynamic here. Because let's face it, wellness, or whatever one chooses to call it, is a multi-billion dollar industry and it's only getting bigger. Because I'm still kind of exploring and realising there's only parts of yoga that resonate for me at the moment. Um, and I kind of think if you, if you teach it, you really need to deeply honor and respect all of it I th that's I think where we've got where it's been problematic is where we cherry pick a part of it that that is convenient and fits and serves our purposes and then use that to achieve our goal um, and in a way particularly that's attached to profit it's one thing if I do that for myself personally if I explore different philosophies or practices and think about how that can help me as an individual grow it's a different thing if I take that repackage it and try and make money off of it to other people. This is a vast topic, no doubt, and can get uncomfortable quickly for some in the industry. But hey, in true spirit of yoga, there's room to sit with that discomfort, maybe even comfortable conflict, 
and push for some free and safe discussions without voices being marginalized. As to when it comes to um, Maori culture, I still feel that avenues are there. But for yoga, I, I'm still I'm still looking for where are those avenues where such conversations in a open way. How can we all actually benefit from this beautiful system of bringing about inner transformation? And and who holds this knowledge and its purity intact? Right now, the conversation is nascent here in New Zealand and quite likely that there's plenty of reasons to be optimistic about where this can go. And I feel and I feel very hopeful. And this is one of the reasons why even after my travels and spending a fair bit of time, almost a decade overseas, I came back to New Zealand because I feel very hopeful about this opportunity here of, of a culture which is an assimilation of uh, relatively you know, I would say Western values with indigenous worldview values. And New Zealand, you know, seems to be one of the only places because I feel it to be very interesting to see how how we honor the, you know, the indigenous cultures and their knowledge systems in this global worldview while power is being maintained by, I would say, reasonably still by colonial structures. There is a real chance in New Zealand of that conversation and of that worldview being assimilated. And I think we are seeing uh, that and I feel very hopeful of that. Big thanks to Megan Setti and Vinny Lohan for talking to me in this episode about yoga. My name is Kadambri Raghukumar and every week I bring you stories from around New Zealand featuring people from around the world that live here. Follow Voices on Spotify, Apple and everywhere else you get your podcasts from. You can also find Voices on the RNZ website. Today's episode was mixed by Daniel Hurley and I'm Kadambri Raghukumar. Thanks for listening. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.